Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Leadership Vision Podcast. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and today on the podcast, we're going to be talking about how to build a positive team culture. Sounds simple, right? It is. It's just three steps. One, it's to recognize your individuals. Two, lead your individuals. And then three, use those opportunities that you have to lead those individuals to celebrate, to cast vision, to produce a team culture that is healthy. Easy, right? Yeah, no, it's not easy. It's incredibly difficult. And uh, if the title was a little bit, I don't know, misleading to this episode, it's because uh, this episode is not really like a how-to. I I guess it is, but we don't go into detail. Rather, how this episode came about is Brian and I were talking about, really about our content and how many things we have created over the last several years specifically focused on and geared towards meeting the needs of all of the different teams that we have worked with. And, you know, Leadership Vision was formed around the year 2000. I've been with the company since, I think, 2007, 2008, depending on exactly when you start uh, counting, but we have always been focused on this. But what is really interesting and what you're going to hear here in a moment is just how, how sharp and how focused that focus has become since really COVID, since we were forced to go online and forced to start meeting um, some of these needs, or I should say asked to start meeting some of the needs of our clients and working with their team. So this is really a primer. We have a lot more coming in 2023 about team culture, about creating team culture, some curriculum, some courses, and some communities that will help you if you're a, a team leader. And as you'll hear, we're gonna talk about how everyone is a team leader in some form or fashion but how you can help create uh, team culture. So as you listen to this episode, I would love to hear your feedback. You can send me an email, nathan at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Do you agree with this? Do you disagree? Is it too simplistic and reductive? Or is it intentionally that way to really lay the groundwork for a much larger conversation around this? So give it a listen, give us some feedback, and then we would love to hear what you think. You are listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. For more resources about developing your strengths, the strengths of your team, or the strengths of your entire organization, click the link in the show notes or visit us on the web at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Doing our, our content audit and going through all of the content that we have created, whether it's for teams, team engagement sessions, executive sessions, and coaching sessions, and like Leadership Vision University and something else. There's like six different categories of content that we have created. And in each of these categories, we tend to think about delivering our content in series. So it's four to six sessions, four to six 90-minute sessions. And so when I was talking to Linda, I said, You know, we had an inflection point in like 2018, 2019, where the style of our writing changed. When we were writing with Alicia, uh, there was a certain style that kind of laid the foundation of how it is that we're going to deliver the 10 years of research that we were doing. Then writing with Melissa gave a different angle on how it is that we're writing to really hone in on individuals and other shapers of our content. So prior to 2018, there's a certain style. 2018 to 2020, it's like this three-year period of our content became really focused. And when you look at the content audit, you'll see we got super focused on what we were talking about, 
Uh, we were grouping things together and what yes. it sounded like, like our voice yes. came in, in a big, uh-huh. do you agree with that? I think so. I think it was. Alicia was the one that really was catalytic in how. For sure. For sure. How we were capturing our voice, not just for content, but for strategy. Mm. And that strategy is how to deliver content yeah. so that it's effective for delivery within a team. Yeah. That I was mean, I critical. See- there's so much content of that she created or blog posts and stuff that I've, you know, looked yep. at. I'm like, how could we use this? How could we continue to use this? And so, okay. Yep. Shaping influence there. And even the language in our proposals, like we really turned a corner in 2018 and 2019. So when you start looking at proposal language, like I look at proposal language as succinct and clear, representing our best thinking right now to meet a client's needs. And so as we are thinking about our, our content, that time frame, 18, 19, 20, some of the best like captures of our ideas, our delivery are in our proposals. When COVID hits, we began to make an adjustment in our content audience. And that content audience wasn't teams in general. It was team needs specifically because executive leaders executive directors, officers are coming to us with acute, very acute people needs, acute team needs, and acute coaching needs. And what did we do for three years? We wrote specifically to these felt needs. And that became like the benefit or the upside of that content was that it was so people focused and need specific. It has a whole different flavor to it too. So when you look at the evolution of our content, the evolution of what we're saying and how we're saying it and its delivery, the funny thing is the audiences haven't changed. We're still focusing on teams and how it is that we can help a team create a positive team culture. And we're also still focusing on the individual team members and helping them have better understanding of who they are. And we're also still focusing on leadership and how to develop leadership as team leaders and as an executive leader. So that's become very, very focused over the last three years. So then the question is, what do we do with this content? And so what happened yesterday, Nathan, was like how to package this. And so I, I look at it like we look at the curriculum that we've written for teams. Nathan, to be honest, we may have five, six sets of curriculum that are all four sessions each. How do we package that? Because like, what's my goal? Like that, all those notes I took on the back of that envelope this morning. Well, when we look at the resources column, the resources are like the part of my vision for the resources is this. How can we empower team leaders with the resources to create a positive team culture? Whether someone wants to simply download and deliver, (laughs) download and and deliver this content themselves, or if they want some direction, is we can provide the the direction to use the download and how to deliver it. How do you make that available? And so do we need to bring somebody in that actually has this expertise of knowing how to make that kind of information available? And Nathan, that's where I'm kind of stumped is that we don't have to keep writing. What we have right. to do is think about how can we capture the content so that it can be deliverable to these teams. How can we empower team leaders 
the right resources to create positive team culture. What are the elements of positive team culture? Number one, it's the collective team members. So it's the actual team when it comes together around that table or in, in, uh-huh. in that place. So there's right. that's one element. Okay. A second element are the individual team members. So that is I- irrespective of title. Like Linda said, you, you're having dinner, whoever's invited to the table, or whatever that phrase is. Okay. And the third element, or a, another element, is the leader of the team. That person that has been christened and blessed and anointed with the responsibilities and obligations of being the team leader. So what is it that we're saying that we do? We are helping to create a positive team culture by understanding the composition of the team, the individual team members, and we're helping to elevate the leader's capacity to actually lead the team in a way that's respective of the individual team members. That to me is an immovable, non-negotiable element of this approach is we pay attention to individual team members. We don't just pay attention to the leader. Helping to create PTC, positive team culture. PTC. By understanding the composition of the team. Because our expertise comes in the development and growth of individuals who are members of teams. So when we look at our tool of choice, StrengthsFinder is our tool of choice. So we use a strengths-based approach to help people understand how it is that they show up as an individual first and as a team member second. We intentionally separate those two because I think that distinction is a big and important distinction. Let us as an organization look at each individual team member as a person, a person that comes from somewhere. They have family and loved ones around them. They have lived experiences and beliefs that are uniquely theirs and no others. How is it that we, with our approach, recognize that individual as a person that has presence and they're bringing that personhood? that personality and that presence to a team. If we simply focus on working with a team and disregard the importance of illuminating and bringing light to who that individual is, we are not doing what we're, what we're here to do. It's like that, um, the book Bittersweet with Susan Cain, she talks about this Hebraic belief that there are, are glass fragments of light all over the world. And part of our responsibility is to pick up those fragments of light and and those elements of light are the reflection of the divine. So when you think about that illustration of, you know, every person is this unique and distinct light that reflects something of who they uniquely are. How is that a team becomes this unique mosaic of individuals that come together to create a beauty that they couldn't do on their own? That's the team and that team has a culture. How can we elevate a leader's perspective to see not just the challenge for the team, but the invitation among the team members that exists there? That's a different elevated perspective or approach to actually investing in a team because you're looking at team members prior to leading a team or how do those two elements come together? The investment in knowing of who a team, who team members are and also leveraging your influence as a team leader. That sounds complicated, but if we really want to get to this place of understanding what a positive team culture actually is, we need to respect individual team members 
And we need to respect the leader that has been charged with leading and influencing that team. So like we just talked about, the more you focus on individuals, the more diversity you're going to uncover. The more diversity you uncover, the more opportunity for meaning, belonging, and significance you will have. And the more diversity you uncover, the greater opportunity for catalytic breakthrough and creativity that also heightens, that also is elevated. That's why you risk the time to do this so that the opportunity for engagement and creativity is elevated because you respect the people first. What's step one? Step one is simply recognize the people that are on, on your team. Just pause, take a moment, and literally look around the team and look people in the eye. And maybe just ask yourself, how much, how much do I really know about them? But you're recognizing the individual. Too many team leaders look at their teams as a team. And my invitation is, can we start to see our teams as individuals coming together as a team? The team is a byproduct of individuals coming together. And oftentimes we get that that order reversed because usually leaders are seeing their obligation as to lead this team and they then see people as individuals in two scenarios. One, when they need someone to perform and second, when they need to correct behavior that isn't in alignment with what their expectations are. What's step two? Ask questions and listen. When you listen, you're now learning about that individual. And guess what? what? This is what I believe. Once you allow the people to speak, it's almost like you can't rewind anymore to what you were before. Hmm. When, you give an, when you give a person the opportunity to voice who they are as a person, I believe that that demonstration or display of individuality is not forgotten. It's, it's not missed. Somebody on that team, many members on that team are going to capture that. And that will then forever become part of the fabric of that team culture. Hmm. Nathan, how many stories do we hear in our work where it, it sounds like this? I've never heard that from you before. I've worked with you for 15 years. I never heard that yeah. part of your story. And then yeah. months later, people will refer to, oh yeah, that's right. Because you grew up on a farm. Yeah. You know, or something like that that refers oh, yeah, back to that, that awakening. Right. And that is simply what I believe, like, like part of what I believe I'm here for is to help people be seen and heard in ways that they haven't before we ever arrived. Mm-hmm. So that team members can have this greater connection and greater unity with each other that they didn't have before we engaged them. What's step three then? Lead. Step Easy. two and a half is as a leader, participate. <laughs> in being seen in that process. You're one of them. Okay. And then third is that then actually leverage the opportunities you have to lead these individuals. Hear that? Lead these yeah. individuals as a team toward something that elevates their individual contribution and elevates the sense of significance of their work. Let them know that their work is making a difference collectively and individually. Where does it end? Nathan, I don't know where this ends. Well, and that's sort of my point is like, is there ever, do you ever say, we did it, we have a positive team culture or is team culture so fragile and because there's fluidity, because people don't, you know, work indefinitely, that it's a constant process. But how do you know 
you're on the right track or that your your culture is 51% positive, so it's more positive than not. I think, and this comes from some of Linda's doctoral work as well as the research that, that we've done and the practical application. Teams that do this well, Nathan, are the teams that integrate intentional opportunities for there to be feedback, celebration, reflection, opportunities to cast vision, and that comes with, with regularity. So for example, are there weekly meetings where we have chances to recognize each, each other, their contributions, maybe acknowledge challenges? There could be monthly gatherings or monthly opportunities where there's something coming back where people know that yes, we're making progress or something, whatever, quarterly. But you think of these rituals that organizations or teams can put in place that cause an intentional pause uh-huh. and recognition of the development and the growth that's actually happening. So yeah, is it ongoing? It certainly is, but we certainly can break the process up and recognize the progress mm-hmm. that we are making. Or, and Nathan, you know this by, by you know leading with Linda and I, moments of pause to kind of reconnect, to re-navigate. Right. You know, it's like, are we even going in the right direction? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Positive team culture is dynamic. It's super dynamic. Well, it's like, how do you... I mean, you can apply this logic to almost anything. How do you create a positive family culture, a positive parenting culture, a positive... Oh, yeah. Nathan, one of the people in the CEO group that I was... that Yesterday, um, she said that in every January, her family does a strategic plan for themselves on how they're going to be a better family member. Well, in that the podcast that I... That you you call Nathan, what do you call it? Read along with Nathan or something. Um, reading with Nathan. Reading with Nathan, that's what it was. Because like you're reading from the book. I'm like, it's like I'm sitting next to Nathan or sitting across the table and he's exactly. reading me a book. I was like, huh. So exactly. hearing it in your voice is like, this is like Nathan's audio book. Exactly. <laughs> but in that excerpt I read, he and his, the author and the, his wife do a strategic business. Oh, that's right. Yeah. Something like for each other. And yeah, yeah it's really... Interesting. Yeah, this is a little little tangential, but how beneficial is it to call every group that you're on a team? Like when I think about, you know, so the groups that I'm in in my life, I have this kind of little side thing I do with 5K fun runs. That's a group. There's volunteer work I do at school. That's a group. There's our group. There's my family. There's my friend group. Like groups, teams. If you apply this stuff to everything does that become too complicated because i ask like how simple can it actually be right because i've read arguments or positions on both sides where every group Mm. is a team and with that mindset and i've read the opposite that which makes me think it really is then does it really come down to a personal mindset right and then it's just semantics and we're just splitting hairs over Mm -hmm. whatever if it comes down to something for me it's like no matter what group I'm with, how do I show up and serve? Or how do I show up and just be? Thank you for listening to the Leadership Vision Podcast, sharing our expertise in the discovery, practice, and implementation of a strengths-based approach to people, teams, and culture. And I'm going to practice our new tagline. We are creating resources for team leaders to enact positive team culture. What'd you think? Is that a good one? Does that appeal to you? Does that, what do you think? Leave me a comment. Send me an email, Nathan at leadershipvisionconsulting.com. Please subscribe to our podcast, but more importantly, share this with someone you think would benefit 
from growing deeper in their strengths, the strengths of their team, or the strengths of their entire organization. My name is Nathan Freeberg, and on behalf of our entire team, thanks for listening.